0: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Well, it is a gorgeous day at the fair. Big thanks, Jonathan Lohr, producer on site, Kerry clatt in the studios downtown, Twins and White Sox from Chicago later. Our pregame show begins at 5 30. We'll have more Twins chatter later on. Heartbreaking loss. Twins had a chance to grab a share of the division lead. Ended up getting beat by the White Sox. A lot of controversy, a lot of drama late in that game. And we'll get into that in more detail later on in the program. We'll talk Serena Williams, college football. St. John's, UW-Whitewater playing up in Collegeville today. Bethel is at home today. We'll have some scores. Jonathan Lowe is going to get us up to date on the Big Ten and the Top 25 As we move through the day, we have a lot of great guests lined up via the phone and here at the fair. And speaking of the fairgrounds, DNR Conservation Officer Alec Birdsall from Waconia joins us. And Alec, good to visit with you. Thanks so much
2: for joining us. Certainly, my pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah,
1: and every, uh, I suppose, conservation officers come in from all over the state to work the fair. Absolutely,
2: from all the corners of the state.
1: Yeah, and the DNR uh display uh heart of the fairgrounds the fish pond uh, we had one of your counterparts from the east metro a week ago talk about the ins and outs of the fish pond it is incredible how popular that exhibit is i mean it's my, my daughters are now grown now and we're coming out to the fair on monday and they're all like we want to go to the fish pond for sure i mean it's, it's just am- amazing isn't it absolutely yeah so uh, and when you're on the fairgrounds, you're doing Q&A, vi- visiting with Minnesotans about uh, the outdoors. W- w- what do people hit you up on? What do they ask about?
2: We get the full spectrum of questions. Really, it's everything from bear hunting to walleye regulations on Mille Lacs to right. some of the more contested stuff to what are we doing about wolves. So we get some loaded questions and we get some general knowledge questions we can help out with
1: yeah. answering. And and I suppose, uh, once again, uh, DNR Conservation Officer Alec Birdsall joining us from Waconia here at the fair. Um, The one thing talking to conservation officers over the years is you enforce the laws, you don't make the laws, you're not making the policy, uh, your your job is enforcement. And it's
2: important for people to know. Absolutely. And sometimes people just will want to be heard. Right. And we're yeah. kind of the front line what they'll encounter in the field. But if, you know, we advise them on some of the ways they can go about making recommendations to the powers to be. First and foremost is, is protect people's safety.
1: Whether it's fishing, hunting, outboating, um, using the natural resources. Number one, make sure people are doing it safely. And beyond that, make sure they're doing it lawfully.
2: And, and not taking... Too many fish, too much game. For sure. I mean, public safety is number one. You know, no crappie, pheasant, or deer is more important than a human life. Yeah. And uh, how did you get into it? What What drove you into the field of becoming a conservation officer? So I came into this line of work straight out of active duty military. Okay. I grew up with a passion for hunting and fishing in Minnesota, and this is something I wanted to do. And Pursued it about six years ago, seven years ago, sorry. Oh, what what branch of the military? Army.
1: All right, thanks for your service. Appreciate Certainly. it. Thanks for uh, uh, your service now to the state of Minnesota as a conservation officer. Uh, number one, we're, we're still in boating season. We're still in fishing season. Um, I, I, I suppose in your work and your fellow conservation officers, life jackets, throwables, all of those things you need with your watercraft, I mean, I have heard that there, there's a big push to make sure that number one, those throwables are readily available. I've I've got one in my old pontoon ready to go.
2: Absolutely, and as we're heading into fall and the uh, hunting season is upon us, and goose just started today, but the water temperatures are going to start dropping, and hunters go in the water every year and they're not prepared, and you know, cold water is cold water. Doesn't matter how strong of a swimmer you are. Yeah, and
1: then that is a huge deal and a great point early in the season in open water. People want to get out there chomping at the bit. Before we went on the air, I talked about I, I live on the river up in northern Hennepin County, and I put the pontoon in early. Water's fast.
2: Water's cold. It's no, no joke. For sure. Swift water, cold water, that's a very lethal combination. And so a lot of people might have been a strong swimmer in high school yeah. 20 years ago, but a lot has changed, so... Uh, being safe and having a plan is what we advise
1: and, and there's still a lot of great boating season left uh, we've got some very nice days coming up uh, ho- hopefully it's not going to freeze up anytime soon w- what is the wreck uh, life jacket
2: for everybody on board is, is that the simple thing correct every watercraft whether it's a paddle board a pontoon or like a cabin cruiser you need to have a life jacket for every person on board and any watercraft 16 feet and longer requires a throwable style flotation device. Yeah, and those are, those are available
1: everywhere. And like I say, I've got one. Keep it handy. Um, and and that is the
2: regulation. It's got to be handy. It can't be stowed away. Correct. It has to be immediately accessible by the the persons operating the watercraft.
1: And then f- what 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 about the the age? What what age can you be on a watercraft but not wearing your life jacket? And I know that's not recommended. But, but what is that cutoff where under
2: a certain age you've got to have a life jacket on? Correct. So anyone under the age of 10 okay. has to have the life jacket worn while the watercraft is underway. So even if it's a trolling motor or just going at a slow no-wake speed, that life jacket still has to be worn. And in your work as a conservation officer and all your
1: fellow conservation officers, uh, boating while intoxicated, major no-no, think, think you're operating a motor vehicle. A lot of people people should know the rules
2: of the road when it comes to alcohol consumption. Same thing operating a boat. Correct. And just a few years ago, a lot of the legal loopholes were closed about the differences between recreational vehicles and highway vehicles. Now it's pretty much all the same across the board, whether it's a snowmobile, boat, or a passenger car. And and do you
1: see that a lot Uh, and, and I suppose it depends on, on where you work and the number of recreational lakes. I know you're on the edge of their, uh, so, some very popular lakes out in the Wakoning area for sure. Um, I, I, I'm
2: sure that is a concern. It gets back to safety. Absolutely. And working like Lake Minnetonka and some of the metro yep. lakes, alcohol and boating just don't mix. And people lose track. And the heat and the elements can really uh, it make the... Conditions worse for boaters. DNR Conservation Officer
1: Alec Birdsell joining us uh, here from Waconia and at the DNR booth today. Gorgeous day here at the fair. Uh, Hunting season coming up rapidly. We know the firearms deer season is one of the big ones in November, but there are other hunting season, uh, pheasant hunting, duck hunting, um, you name it. Steve Carney's going to join us in an hour. Uh, he, He certainly keeps us up to date on what's happening out there. But this one, number one, license uh, safety
2: in the field, in the woods, first and foremost. Absolutely. And technology's changed a lot in the last few years with a lot of electronic licensing. Despite all that, though, know, the licenses still need to be in your possession. You can buy electronically, but you still need to print it off and keep that hard copy in your possession while you're a field hunting or fishing. All right. And that once again, having a valid license. And then beyond that,
1: knowing the regs. Uh, and and the regulations vary around the state of minnesota and
2: ignorance is no excuse correct and every uh body water is prone to having its own special regulations, so knowing where you're at the seasoning the, correction the seasons and uh the like border waters all that so taking a look in the regulations asking random people on facebook is not the the way to get the right answers
1: yeah absolutely and and the, the regs can get complicated once again conservation officers didn't write the regs just merely I- enforcing those regulations another big one we, we visit with steve carney about it all the time steve carney outdoors coming up in about an hour and that is deer stands unfortunately injuries serious injuries every year people climbing around in, in deer stands that aren't safe properly secured etc and and i know you can speak to that that
2: that's no fooling around you get up above the ground you can fall and get hurt correct and a lot of people think you can't get hurt from just a few feet up there but when you're wearing all this gear and the angle which you fall at you fall on a shotgun rifle or your bow all those things and especially if you're by yourself you could be hanging there upside down even if you're wearing a harness for hours on end yeah so by by all means uh, operate
1: safely Another big topic we want to get to before we let you go and get back to work at the DNR booth, and that is the big topic of poaching, whether it's fishing, uh, hunting resources, deer, pheasants, ducks, you, you, you name it. it. It's an ongoing
2: problem. There there are poachers. There are people that operate outside the law. Absolutely. You know, there's some people that break the law accidentally because they're just not sure, yeah. and then there are people that knowingly break the law and do so with great intent and uh, Those are the ones that we really try to chase after and get uh, caught. And you need the public's help. Absolutely. The turn and poacher line is a great tool. The average CO covers about 600 square miles, so we rely heavily on the public to feed us information about what's going on in the local communities that we can only be at one place at any given time.
1: Yeah, so if you notice something out of the ordinary, um, in the morning in particular, out in front of my house along the river, there are anglers out there. My assumption is they're doing the right thing. But if you see something out of the ordinary or is unusual,
2: I, I think it's everyone's responsibility to, to get involved and, and turn in poachers. Absolutely. If you see something, you got to say something. Otherwise, that won't be addressed.
1: Yeah, and there are a lot of uh, just crazy stories over the year of people and uh, fish or, or deer and
2: and. It hurts all of us. Absolutely. The, the resources for the people of Minnesota. Yeah. Well, Alec,
1: good to visit with you. Thanks so much for stopping by. and We appreciate your service, DNR Conservation Officer Alec Birdsall from Waconia. Thanks again. Enjoy the fair.
2: Certainly. Thanks for having me.
1: All right. There he is. And uh, the DNR booth, great resource. Conservation officers there throughout the fair. The fish pond, a lot of great uh, information as we gear up. Uh, for not only the fall bite out on our waters, but uh, before you know it, it'll be ice fishing season. We've got a lot of great hunting seasons getting started this fall here in the great state of Minnesota. Much more coming up from the fair here on News Talk. 830-WCCO.
3: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
4: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement. Due. $35 per line connection charge apply. CTMobile.com.
1: There's great weather days and there's great weather days, and this is one of them. Breezy, but bright blue skies and sunny. Here at the State Fair, Steve Thompson. Jonathan Lowe on the fairgrounds. Carrie Clatt in the studio downtown. Twins and White Sox later on. Game two of that three-game set. Twins, one game behind Cleveland. Chicago, three back. White Sox pulled out a dramatic win last night. Heartbreaker for the Twins. Uh, Speaking of sports, Tim Leighton joins us from the Minnesota State High School League. And a longtime game official. Tim, good to visit with you. Uh, The fall sports season and the high school underway
3: yes uh, good afternoon steve it's terrific to uh, visit with you again welcome to another uh school year uh filled with activities and and i I look outside and and it it looks to be like a million dollar day for you and all of the other state fair goers and i i hope everyone's having just a terrific day
1: yeah million dollar weekend copyright mike lynch who joined venita on friday here at the fair it was fun to hear mike lynch Uh, doing the weather from the porch here at the fair. Uh, We had a hot one. I I did a a Thursday night football game, Woodbury at Champlin Park on cable TV, and it was hot. Uh, Much better football weather today for the small college football getting started. But one thing we wanted to get into, and I talked about you being a longtime game official, I I had a volleyball match on on Thursday night. Champlin Park was out at Eastridge, and I think about it every time now. We we don't have games. We don't have activities without game officials, and uh, we've talked about it over the years. We are in need of game officials.
3: You, you're exactly right, Steve. And, and you know this isn't a new topic that you and I have visited. Uh, about uh, in my role now with the Minnesota State High School League, one of the things I do is I'm, I'm one of the clinicians uh for officiating and, and I work on the marketing and uh pieces of of the recruiting and retaining uh, of officials not just in in the primary sports but also in the fine arts of the music judges and uh but the athletic uh, contest officials there is a great need uh in Minnesota we have more than 6000 uh officials and uh fine arts judges uh but oftentimes we are finding out that that's not quite enough and Minnesota is in the same boat as many other states associations across the country and and there is now uh, to fill those voids uh there's having uh, there's conversations going with conferences to to move games from traditional game nights the uh, basketball for example typically a tuesday and a friday maybe some of those conference schedules are now being moved around a little bit to ensure that all of those games and contests can be covered. It's not just at the varsity level, it's the sub-varsity level as well. And and so we are always working hard, uh, uh, whether it be a new campaign, to recruit and retain officials.
1: Yeah, and uh, there's a constant need because game officials retire, uh, and and we need new game officials constantly, whatever the sport is. If you had experience, for instance, swimming, even if you didn't, I was a – I was a youth swim parent, and uh, I, I'm thinking when I retire, I, m- I might go back and, and help out at swim meets. I really like the atmosphere to swim meet. Point being is, um, that there's room for everyone in the high school league would like to help folks get started on their journey as an official.
3: You know, exactly right, uh, and, and you, you being entrenched in the, uh, in the activity process with your family, uh, you, you had the opportunity to look at that and maybe visualize Maybe I could give back. Maybe I could see uh, continuing to give back as an official. And, and giving back—that's that, a key phrase here, because at one point in time, the coaches, the officials that we see now as part of the uh, the athletic and sporting world uh, at the high school level right now, at one point in time, each of them said yes. They said yes to officiating because they wanted to provide opportunities. For these student participants, they wanted to give back as uh, as a way to honor their high school experience. And I know I've shared with you uh, in in the past. I was one of the uh, that what 93% where my college my athletic career didn't finish or didn't uh, continue at the college level. So I found a way to give back, and that was through officiating. And I'm about to begin my 33rd year, and and it's been just a wonderful journey.
1: Yeah, and uh, Tim, how, how do people get started? If they're thinking about it, wh- what is the route uh, and contribute? Because there is a need. If you're thinking about it, uh, get involved. It, it, it's extremely important because we all have high school activities, and uh, we, we all know the importance of high school activities, but we need game officials.
3: Yeah, we do, and and you'll see a new campaign uh, with the Minnesota State High School League this school year, and the tagline is this: "The game is calling, become an official." And in this series, uh, of, in this campaign, you you will see a trend where we are going to accentuate the positives, the fitness, the making friends, lifelong friends. There, there's a financial component to this too, where this is an avocation where you actually can get paid. And, and this is a way to just understand the opportunities of what it can make, what it could mean uh, to become an official. And we're not asking you to be an official that will someday uh, work in the NFL or the NBA or at Major League Baseball. We're just looking at to look inward to what it means to become an official. We want to be able to provide those tools to you and and uh there'll be plenty of information on our on the high school league's website and that's www.mshsl.org and then also connect connect is the minnesota state high school League's monthly online news magazine we're having an entire school year focus on officiating and we encourage all that may be considering the avocation of officiating to come along and join us on that journey
1: Outstanding, Tim. Thanks so much for the time on this lovely Saturday, and we'll visit again soon, I'm sure. Very good. Thank you, and take care. Good to talk with you. All right, there he is, Tim Layton, from the Minnesota State High School League, a longtime official himself, and they are in need of game officials. And once again, go to the website for more. And he joined us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Quick break. We'll have the weather. Much more from the fair coming up. Eric Haslson's going to join us. Metro Manager KNS Heating, uh, believe it or not, heating season is coming up, and you you, you don't want to be left in the cold. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get some important things for you to keep in mind when it comes to your HVAC. Steve Carney takes us outdoors. Chris Tubbs, WCCO Radio producer, is going to join us on the porch here at the fair after Steve Carney at about four or fifteen. Twins Magazine show coming up. Twins and White Sox from Chicago at 5.30 here on News Talk. e 30 wcco Update on the weather now here at the State Fair. What a gorgeous day here in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul and beyond. Not a cloud in the sky. Bright blue sky, 75 degrees. North winds at 12. Guns to 21. If you're going to complain about something, it would be the wind, but... Uh, High temp, we're right about here in the mid-70s tonight. Clear, cool, low near 51. Sunday, sunny 76. Labor Day, sunny 78. And then we'll jump into the 80s Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And no mention of rain anywhere in the forecast. And I know some of us could use some rain. I don't see it for the next week. Right now at the fair, sunny, breezy, 75 degrees. Here at News Talk 830 WCCO. And with some college football scores,
4: Jonathan Lowell. Thank you very much, Steve. It is a wonderful, beautiful day out here at the State Fair, and it is Labor Day weekend. And once we hit Labor Day weekend, that only means one thing is happening. It is time for that crazy, chaotic Just wonderful, beautiful thing we call Saturdays in the fall, y'all. College football here, there, and everywhere. And let's get it going. Rolling in the Big Ten, the first full week of action for Big Ten teams. And currently in Nebraska and Lincoln, the Cornhuskers are trying to get over that loss last week across the pond in Ireland. They are up 7-0 on North Dakota early in the second quarter. Finals from earlier today, it was Maryland defeating Buffalo 31-10. to Number eight, Michigan started a little slow, but really revved it up and really routed Colorado State 51-7. to Rutgers takes down their former Big East rival, Boston College, 22-21. Iowa, Iowa sent us back about 70 years of football. They won today over South Dakota State 7-3 with two safeties. A field goal and two safeties. That was Iowa scoring on the day. Not very pretty in Iowa City, but they get the win. Coming up later this evening, number 18, Wisconsin gets their season underway as they host Illinois State. It'll be the game of the night in Columbus. Number two, Ohio State. Number five, Notre Dame. That is a six thirty kickoff. Finals from early this week. On Friday, number 15, Michigan State. They take down Western Michigan 35-13. Also last night... Uh, illinois and indiana indiana scores in the last minute of play they beat illinois 23 to 20 illinois now one and one indiana their first win on the season thursday night penn state went to purdue in a wild back and forth game they beat the boilermakers to the nittany lions 35 31 and your minnesota golden gophers they win 38 nothing over new mexico state to get their first win on the season to the top 25 scoreboard in the second quarter, number 16 Miami leads Bethune-Cookman 28-3. It's number 19 Arkansas, number 23 Cincinnati in the game of the afternoon. That is in the second quarter, and Arkansas up 7 nothing. Number 24 Houston taking on Texas-San Antonio. That game tied at 7 midway through the second. Number 3, I'm sorry, this is the game of the afternoon. Number 3 Georgia, number 11 Oregon, the defending national champions, the Bulldogs routing Oregon Midway through the second quarter, 21-0 at the Mercedes-Benz Dome in, uh, in Atlanta. Number nine, Oklahoma. They are up in the second quarter on UTEP, 21-3. Number 21, Old Miss leads Troy at the end of the first quarter, 7-0. Also going on delayed in College Station, Texas. Number six, Texas A&M had a lead over Sam Houston State. That game got delayed by weather. Also delayed uh, this afternoon, number 25, BYU on the road in Tampa taking on South Florida. Other finals from earlier, North Carolina State got their season going this afternoon in Greenville against East Carolina, and they had to survive against the Pirates. The Wolfpack win their first game of the season, 21-20. Coming up in just over an hour, under an hour and a half, it'll be number 14, USC. The Lincoln-Riley era begins for Southern Cal as they take on Rice. Number 10, Baylor, later this evening, will take on Albany. It'll be number 20, Kentucky, against Miami of Ohio. Number 7, Utah, will be at the Swamp to take on Florida. Number 1, Alabama, gets their season underway, hosting Utah State. Number 4, Clemson, on Monday, will take on Georgia Tech. And uh, from last night, number 12, Oklahoma State, they defeated Central Michigan in a wild one, 58-44 on Thursday, it was number 17, Pitt, in a revival of the backyard brawl taking down West Virginia 38-31. Last night, number 22, Wake Forest, defeated VMI 44-10. To FCS and the Missouri Valley, we've already went over a couple of scores. North Dakota trailing at Nebraska in the second quarter, 7-0. South Dakota State, unfortunately, lost earlier today, 7-3 at Iowa. Northern Iowa was a 48-17 loser at Air Force South Dakota will play a little bit later on this evening at Kansas State. And ongoing right now, it is the Bison at the Fargo Dome taking on Drake. And North Dakota State is up 21-7 early in the second quarter. All right, very good, Jonathan, in Collegeville. One other game, I'm sorry, uh, the uh, Tommies of St. Thomas, they played a little bit earlier this weekend. They played in the Pioneer League out in southern Utah They got whipped pretty hard, 44-13. The Tommies take a tumble out in Utah this weekend.
1: But the Johnnies are winning. St. John's uh, leads Whitewater 24-10 with 1.33 to go in the game. We'll get a game report on that. Bethel is home today. Should get a game report on that one a little bit later on in the day. College football underway. Twins and White Sox later on the radio. Our pregame at 5.30 here on the home of the Twins. We'll come back. Uh, we're going to talk HVAC with Eric Aslison, uh from KS Heating in a moment. From the fair, what a gorgeous day. Hard to beat this. Big thanks, Jonathan Lowe on the fairgrounds. Kerry Clanton, the studio downtown. And a big thanks to Eric Hasselson, Metro Manager of Heating, Air Conditioning, Plumbing and Electrical, serving the Twin Cities and Rochester. Eric, it's been a while. I hope you're doing well.
5: I'm great. Thank you.
1: Yeah, and here it is. It it, it was hot on um, Thursday and Friday. It's a cool, comfortable day. And uh, early this morning, and I know for sure tomorrow morning, uh, there's going to be a little chill in the air uh, for sure. And that is a reminder that now is prime time to make sure that furnace is ready to go for the upcoming heating season because it comes up quick, doesn't it, Eric?
5: Absolutely. We're getting out into homes even even this next week to make sure everything is up and ready to go, safe to operate, and running as efficiently as it can be.
1: Yeah, and uh, Eric, let, let, let's just start at the top. Uh, number one, you, you should get that furnace checked out every year, correct? Absolutely. And, and what does a good tech look for when they're going through your furnace? So, so you order preventative maintenance. What What are they looking for when they open up that furnace?
4: Yeah,
5: you know, good visual inspection to check for any signs of rust or, you know, unusual wear and tear on some of the moving components on the combustion chamber and then you know getting our tools in there to to check that combustion and make sure that you know for every hard-earned dollar that you're spending on that on that natural gas or, or that electricity or whatever is fueling your unit that you're getting the most heat out of that furnace that you can. And it's done by some simple adjustments sometimes. And and other times, you know, your furnace is pretty well set up and ready to go. Um, We just give it that clean bill of health and make sure that everything is operating as it should be and um, move on with, uh, you know, potentially sometimes people this time of year are also getting their ACs checked out if they didn't in the spring.
1: Yeah, and when it comes to the furnace, now is the time to do it. You don't want to wait for that first cold snap, which is inevitable. Right. Hopefully it's not going to come until October sometime that we're going to get a really nice September. But but it is on the way. We all know the reality of it. And, and now is the time because I would assume uh, the guys at KNS and and other contractors around the area aren't as busy right now.
5: There is a lot of truth to that, yeah. And, and sometimes with the supply chain, um, you know, getting a hold of a specific part. Um, if it takes a couple of days, better do it to do it right now while we're uh, you know still seeing some temps in the 80s, rather than waiting until those uh, you know 10 degree days to, yeah. to get a part in.
1: Yeah, it's almost hard to fathom on a gorgeous day like this at the fair that that we shouldn't that talk about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, one of the other things we always bring up when when we visit it with with you or Brian from KNS from time to time here on CCO, is filters. Filters, filters, filters. It is a huge deal, isn't it?
5: It is. It's the first line of defense in in keeping your unit operating for for many, many years to come, we hope. And uh, good for the airflow, um, you know, air quality in your home. And it keeps that furnace and your AC running as efficiently as it can, having that right filter in place.
1: Yeah, and and finding the right filter is is also important. There can be such a thing as too much filter that will actually be counterproductive. That is true. And uh, w- w- what do you look for? What do you recommend to your customers?
5: Yeah, so if you have a, a larger filter, uh, a wider filter we call it, it allows for a lot more surface area and a lot better airflow. And so you can have a little bit more restrictive um, material in that because you have a lot more airflow from that surface area. Now, if you're like me and and you have just one of those really thin one-inch filters, then it's a good opportunity to kind of save a couple dollars, go with something that's a little bit more inexpensive, and in turn, it's going to allow for a lot better airflow to pass through that unit and keep it running efficiently, still keep your unit clean, and then and, and that's going to give the, the overall components in your furnace and, and, and you know, part of, parts of your AC as well. Um, working hopefully a little bit longer and, um, and a lot more efficiently as well.
1: Now, I was downstairs looking at the furnace and saying, okay, I, I don't have a backup filter. I need to do that. And then I opened up that uh, humidity unit hanging on the side of my furnace and opened that up and said, oh, boy. Um, I, 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 I got work to do there as well. And that's, that's another thing that needs annual maintenance, that pad that, that holds the moisture. That needs to be cleaned up. That needs to be serviced as well.
5: Correct. Yeah, the, the water panels that, that retain that moisture inside there, what, what happens is even if you have a water softener, like a lot of people do, there's still a lot of minerals that can build up inside there. You're essentially drying out that water and using that moisture throughout the house to, to help the home. And it, by doing so, you leave behind a lot of those uh, particulates from the water. And so change that once a year is, is a really good idea. Um, if you have hard water and you're in an area, uh, it might even be twice a year to change that water panel is what's recommended.
1: Um, what, one of the other things people wonder when is it time to be proactive and swap out uh, a furnace and air conditioning system? And I I know I've told you, you and Brian that I, I moved into this house. The HVAC unit was a th- couple, three years old. It's going on 18. But when I have it checked out, everything's working fine. So far, it's so good this cooling season. And, you know, obviously I'll get it checked out this fall, the furnace part of it. But is there a time where you say hey, you're pushing 20 years, even though it's running, swap it out. What are your thoughts on that part of the equation?
5: There's a couple different factors, and, and, you know, every home is different. And, you know, if your unit is getting to that 20-year-old mark, and, and let's say that it's one of, the, one of the less efficient models, I think that what you can do is when you look at getting a new unit as far as getting that new efficiency It'll pay for itself as far as that, that differential there. But, um, you know, around that 20-year mark is a really good time to start uh, looking for that. We've seen a lot of units last a lot longer, and we've seen some, you know, only last about half that amount of time. And there's different reasons for that. But uh, 20 years is a great time, and, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to do something a lot more efficient for you. You know, there's, there's such a thing as a 99% efficient furnace out there, and, and there's very few people out there right now that have that. But as gas prices are going up, uh, the price of natural gas or LP gas, that can really be a big money saver, um, you know, from that initial investment.
1: Well, Eric, it's always good to visit with you, always good to visit with Brian uh, from time to time. Uh, KNS Seating will have to do it again this fall before it gets real cold and uh, open up the phone lines and uh, take listener calls. But we, we wanted to, just because I know this morning, and again, tomorrow morning, people are going to feel a chill in the air, and that should be the cue uh, to get that furnace serviced. And as you pointed out, still time to get that AC serviced uh, as well and get it ready for 2023.
5: Absolutely. All
1: That's right. what we're here for. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, there he is. Eric Esselstyn, Metro Manager, KNS Heating. Heating season coming up fast. Don't get caught in the cold, folks. Uh, get, get that service done. Uh, get it checked out, get the CO done, get the filters changed, and and get ready to go. Uh, and he uh, joined us again on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. A lot going on. We're here at the fair. We have the news coming up at 4. Uh, we'll go outdoors with Steve Carney, our good friend Chris Tubbs, producer here at CCO. On the grounds today, we're going to chat about uh, some sports, some Twins, some Vikings, and uh, his red hot, New podcast, AWA Unleashed. Uh, we'll get into all of that before 4.30. We'll get started on the Twins Magazine show. We'll have more college football scores with Jonathan Lowe, some game reports, St. John's and Bethel in action. A lot of the MIAC schools are in action tonight. The Northern Sun schools played on Thursday. All of that, we'll try and squeeze it in between 5.30 and the start of that Twins pregame show, Twins and White Sox, here on News Talk, E3O-WCCO. What a day. Here at the fair, final weekend of the fair. School starts for all the kids. Some kids are already in school. The the balance go back on Tuesday. It was always kind of a bittersweet weekend for me uh, when I was a kid. Uh, Looking back at the summer that was and looking forward to uh, the new school year. Uh, Some nervous energy for sure. Uh, Twins and White Sox tonight here on the radio. Uh, By the way... Our pregame show begins at 5.30, first pitch after 6 o'clock from the south side of Chicago. Twins had a chance with a win last night. They had a 3-2 lead late. They ended up getting beat 4-3 by the White Sox to jump into first place. And we'll have much more on that a little bit later on. Here's to come. Steve Carney Outdoors following the news and weather at 4 o'clock. Uh, the fall bite has it started yet. Probably not, but it's coming up. And then, of course, fall hunting season in the spotlight with Steve Carney as well. Then Chris Tubbs will join us, producer here at CCO Radio. And uh, known Chris for a long time. Uh, we'll, we'll talk some sports, uh, Twins, Vikings, Gophers blowout win over New Mexico State and Jerry Kill and about his brand-new podcast, AWA Unleashed. that's doing great things. And then our Twins Magazine gets started. We'll have highlights from Game 1 versus the Sox. Stan Digman, Twins Fantasy Camp director. Uh, this sounds really cool. It's on my bucket list to go to a Twins Fantasy Camp at some point. Dan Hayes covers the Twins for the Athletic. And as I mentioned, our pregame show at 5 30. So we have got a lot coming up. Plus, we'll squeeze in college football scores as well. Uh, once again, big thanks. Kerry Clatt, Jonathan Lohr, producers today here on CCO. <sighs>